0: Welcome to Haunted FM, the radio station that keeps you up to date on all your otherworldly business. My name is McKenna.
1: And I'm Kenzie.
0: And this is our first podcast we're using as an introduction uh, before all the Ouija bullshit we're going to prove. Yes, we'll start with introductions before we explain what's going on. My name is McKenna. um, I'm a major in forensic psychology and minor in criminology, uh, working my way one year until my BA and then after that I'm going for my master's and PhD.
1: I'm Kenzie. I live with Simon, my boyfriend, and I have a one-year-old daughter named Lillian. (laughs) I was obsessed with true crime.
0: Growing up, I am obviously into true crime because my dream is to go uh, work in forensic psychology unit, Uh, but otherwise I was raised kind of around the paranormal. My mom absolutely loves everything scary and spooky whatever one of my like earliest memories was um going on a haunted walk in my town when i was like three years old with my mom
1: so basically what oeg is and like some general rules to oeg so uh the whole like oeg setup it's a board with the alphabet across it it has yes and no in uh, the upper corners and it's usually the death and like life symbols in the other two right mm-hmm. and then you obviously have the planchette which is like this little triangle kind of shaped uh, piece of plastic or wood or you know whatever thing kind of goes with the theme of your board um, yeah so
0: it's very much like a portal or a telephone the point of putting your hands on the planchette is giving it the energies to move it around. Um, There's a lot that's unknown about the Ouija board. I don't really think anybody truly knows what it is, but everybody does it in a certain way. We have a set amount of rules that we like to follow, general guidelines to how we go about using our Ouija board. When we do um, our Ouija sessions, we started out with what we call circles on the board, where we just like circle the planchette around the board we think to like you know warm it up or whatever we don't really know if it works or anything it just kind of at this point became a um
1: tradition tradition yeah
0: we make a statement at the beginning saying that we welcome any positive spirits to come through the board and speak with us
1: i don't know if this will really be relevant that much but um i find that for me and i think for you too a bit uh feel a little bit more settled using the board when the rosary around
0: yes yeah i don't know why i mean i'm not even like
1: super religious like, no but
0: it just i mean we went to catholic
1: school but like
0: i'm wicked yeah like but it gets gives me a sense of like grounding
1: yeah um
0: which is very important when you have because you want your board.
1: head to be in like a very clear space
0: more about our starting and ending the sessions as i said we make that know about welcoming any positive spirits in the room. I say positive right away, hoping that no negative energies come through. The important thing to know about the Ouija board is it's completely in your control. So yeah. if you don't want to talk to some spirit or you feel threatened, you just say, say goodbye. goodbye and which that's is it. the most important aspect of the Ouija board is at the end always say goodbye. Uh, We don't ask them to move things around the room. It kind of brings them out of the board more into the room. You, when you're doing the Ouija board, have to be in a very clear space, not on any sort of drugs, um, not around people who uh, don't make you comfortable. You need to be in a group, a small group of friends that you trust.
1: Um, And I mean, along with that too, it should also be people that you trust aren't going to move the planchette themselves. Although, I mean, it is kind of hard to move the planchette, like... On your own. You're you're like yourself without it being obvious that you're doing it, you know? Like, I can obviously, like, move it, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not only for that, but also because you're not as worried about the people around you when you're doing it because you trust the people. Yeah. Because your concentration has to be completely on that planchette and on the Ouija board to help spirits come across.
1: When you start you shouldn't take your fingers off the planchette oh, yeah. until you say goodbye.
0: Yeah. You can't be afraid when you're using the Ouija board, which is hard. Because um, especially when you're doing it for the first time.
1: Well, I feel like I feel like for a lot of people when you're doing it the first time there's a difference between being afraid and just being like an- anxious or yeah. like like, you're kind of, like, you, you feel, like, the anticipation, kind mm-hmm. of. So, like, there's a certain level of, like, excitement or anticipation or whatever that's, like, in the room already. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like, if you're actually, like, scared, you know, like, heart pounding, like, well, maybe it, you should take a step back.
0: It makes you weak. And that's how those negative spirits get to you, is through these weak aspects. Which is another thing, if you're suffering from really Bad emotion trauma. It's better to not do the Ouija board because that's just one way in that you have um, for the ghost to, to get under your skin a little bit more, which happened to me, which we can talk about a little bit later because yeah. I have my own story dealing with that. But you just need to be a grounded person in control is the main takeaway.
1: Recommend to have a pen or a paper mm-hmm. or something around to uh, write things down because. Sometimes uh, things just don't really make sense until you're seeing them written down in front of you. And a lot of the times it's hard to remember these things later on, so it's easier just to write them down in front of you.
0: And it's all happening at once. It's a slow process sometimes. Um, When you're doing the Ouija board, you always want it to be one speaker. Um, Having a bunch of different people all chime in, it can get a little bit distracting. You only want to ask one question at a time because they can only answer one question at a time. So then
1: uh, you have to backtrack again if you ask two questions or three questions, or you're kind of having a conversation, and then you have to backtrack and like, okay, which one is right? Like, is it yes to this? Mm-hmm. Is it yes to that? Like,
0: uh, oh, things might not make sense at first, as we said before, but. We find that it's all in riddles, or I see them kind of like driver's license or driver's.
1: Plates. Like the, yeah, the license um, plates.
0: How you have to kind of guess that, where it doesn't really give many vowels, or things are kind of in out of order. Uh, numbers tend are, to be backwards. Yeah, they're
1: um, always backwards.
0: So when you're doing the Ouija board, you might not even know what's going on, and, and things then might not make sense to you. Later
1: on, something just makes sense. Yes.
0: So it's a lot of waiting and trying to think of... It. It's, it's like a mind puzzle.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways.
0: It's very And I mean,
1: there's also stuff too that you want to Google later on because it's not necessarily to say that you're going to get a mm-hmm. spirit that's always been speaking English. Like that time that Besh meant five or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's a whole other kind of trippy story, McKenna.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Now that we think about it.
0: But yeah, so that's our basic rules with the Ouija board. Now going more into the podcast in our idea for that.
1: We'll have two parts. Part one will be us doing the actual Ouija board. Part two will be us talking about stuff after. We'll probably just turn the record on. So how
0: we really got into the Ouija board. I, as I said, was always used to paranormal stories and stuff like that. When I was younger, (coughs) uh, my mom told me a story about her time with the Ouija board and she never told like she was full-on against me really using a Ouija board because of what she had learned uh, and known throughout the years and the stories she heard but there's one specific story that I remembered and told everybody about all the time so my mom when she was younger she had a boyfriend named Jason and he had cystic fibrosis she lived in a small town and then moved to the town that I'm in now so she was doing the Ouija board with her friend and, you know, normal things, are joking around, asking out questions. And then all of a sudden, it goes to the J, and then at the top of the board, there's the little sun. And, as I said, it's a lot of, um... Riddles. Riddles and puzzles and stuff like that that you do. So, it was hard to figure out what it was meaning at first, but then it kept going J, and then the J, sun, Jason, Jason. Okay, so what about Jason? They asked it more questions and eventually they asked when will he be cured of his illness and it gave the date of his death. I thought that was like freakiest story ever, like what the fuck, so I told everybody. I didn't actually start using a Ouija board until last year, so 2019, um, and I did it with, for the first time, with my ex and one of my ex friends. So. It was not like an important session. We got a ghost named Reed and my ex's mom who passed away. And that was kind of it. Reed, he was, he, he was annoying. He just kind of told us end and that was it. But we continued using it after that, especially me and my friend, uh, back and forth. We had our fun uh, until recently when Kenzie and I started hanging out again. We knew each other back in grade five rekindled after all the years we've been doing it since like september october yeah and we had our own
1: experience experience
0: um at the beginning we got nothing
1: no like the first couple times we didn't get anything at all i was like
0: so scared because i thought that uh my ex and my friend like maybe they were the ones who were moving the ouija board and like i trusted them and now they're like not excited like
1: like a whole bunch of issues oh yeah so like that would have been so devastating honestly so, a little backstory to this part. Um, there's this family recently that uh, were murdered in our city. We're um, going to
0: keep their names and situations more anonymous. In the future, it won't be like that will be open, but because they were such this big influence in town and it was so tragic yeah. that I... Be- they deserve I want- that
1: respect. Exactly. I so, don't want
0: to upset anybody who knew yeah. them.
1: Yeah. We went to school with... Um, the oldest son who died, and uh, we'll we'll call him Chris for the sake of the story. Well, when we did the Ouija board that night, we got him. And so at first we asked, you know, like, do you have a message you want to send anybody? Because, of course, he had only recently passed. And he said yeah, and he said that um, he had a message for his girlfriend at the time uh, that he passed away, and so we... Uh, we asked him what the message was and he spelled it crazy and at first I asked if it was about like his crazy uncle because obviously he, his crazy uncle went not killed him but it uh, said no and then um, it went to the one and then it went to ST and for the longest time we're sitting there trying to figure it out and I'm there like once and I'm not looking at it as a number cause I don't know I'm stupid I guess but eventually it hits me that it's crazy first. And he confirms that yes, it is crazy first. He said
0: that the message that he had for the girlfriend was yes. And I'm like, okay, Oh yeah, that's true. I
1: need a little bit more than just yes.
0: I can't just message this girl saying, Hey, your dead boyfriend. I talked to him a couple days ago. He told me to tell you yes. Said, give me something that only she knows. So he spelled out crazy first time and I'm like, okay. That was not what I expected. So I I did tell her and that was kind of the end of that story.
1: Yeah. Um, It was Um, still like,
0: one thing with the Ouija board and a lot of critics, this is what they say, is that it's your subconscious. mm -hmm. And as I said, I'm a psychology student. I love psychology to like the ends of the earth. It is such a beautiful subject. However, being that I believe in all this ghosts and stuff kind of goes against what psychology and science is because of the contradicting views and whatever. Um, So I was still hesitant about that. Yeah, and like, I could see how Chris
1: was in our subconscious. Like, we weren't thinking about him actively, Mm -hmm. but he's still only recently passed away and like... We vaguely knew his girlfriend as well It's basically your subconscious that's forcing you over two different letters
0: And you think that it's not you, but it is you And I always kept that in the back of my mind Even when I was doing it before Like, I believed in it, but like, I still was hesitant Yeah Because you never know
1: You never know, like, you don't want to go sound like a crazy person, you know?
0: So that made sense Like, it it still freaks me out But I'm like, okay, maybe not, who knows Mm -hmm. But then we had another situation On October 15th, we decided to do the Ouija board because it was the anniversary of a woman's disappearance. Kenzie and I, we are in the middle of getting our PI license and our case that we're really passionate about is a girl who had gone missing in our town. Her name was Jamie Fernandez. She disappeared on October 15th, 1997. And we kind of wanted to try to get her just to like get something in the case but we just tried but it wasn't a good night to do it like everybody was like bugging us and the Redupping dog was all us. over us yeah
1: it was not a good night no. we were very upset about that yeah so it didn't really work out that well but then we did it another night mm-hmm. and we got her again we board was being weird it was going like back and forth from a to z um, like going in like all random like zigzags mm-hmm. like it was being really weird a lot of the time for this one spirit and uh, Jamie's, that's, Jamie, or the 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 other spirit, was also answering questions for Jamie. It was
0: like that spirit was stronger than Jamie, so he was helping her answer questions. Yeah. While she was also coming through and answering her questions sometimes.
1: Almost like he had more power than her. So yes. He was able to answer more frequently, faster responses, you know, what
0: Through some more discreet aspects of the case that the average person wouldn't have known, uh, we kind of figured out it was Jamie's, so she was telling us um, more information about, you know, where she was and information that we were trying to get to, which we'll keep it open right now, because her case is still an unsolved murder case, not murder, it's not even murder, it's a missing persons case. Uh, and until we can actually get the concrete evidence to back this up, I don't want to say too, too much about that. But basically, it seemed that it was Jamie. And, okay, so it could also be our subconscious. Jamie's on our mind all the time. Yeah. It's very true. We wanted to get Jamie on the 15th. And then it makes sense that we wanted to get her now. And we're just trying to Force get her- it, yeah.
1: kind of, you know. So the spirit that was, like, the messenger for Jamie, he calls himself F.M. We spoke to him for a while about stuff, and then we kind of broke the rules of Ouija, and we asked him to move a pop can that was near us. He didn't. Uh, that didn't happen. I mean, we did hear a couple like knocks,
0: mm-hmm. like, but those weren't really something that we could say like was yeah. important. Like, he didn't do any of that.
1: Yeah, like who knows if that's just our house being weird or not. Mm-hmm. Some of the questions we asked, FM was, like, if he's a sort of messenger spirit for, like, others, like, can he put us in contact with other spirits and, like, whatnot, and he confirmed that, like, he could, to, like, a certain extent, I, I'm i assuming.
0: The way that it is, is so many spirits are trying to come through, the Ouija board gets stuck in a loop, or it keeps going back and forth to, to um, letters or something like that, or just mm-hmm. randomly over the board, and... That's kind of spirits trying to fighting to get through. So it did that for a while. And then something came through. It said it was somebody who died. We asked if it was FM and he said no. Uh, he said he died of an illness. And more so leading up to that, he was talking about the type of illness he had. And I'm like, is it cystic fibrosis? And he's like, yes. I'm like, do you know my mom? And then he said, yes. And I'm like, do you know me? He said, yes. And I'm like, is this Jason? He said, yes. I'm like, okay, that's, little well, I never met Jason, Jason was way before my time, however, mom tells lots of stories about him, because, you know, he was a nice dude, I'm like, okay, well, tell me something that I can ask my mom that only she would know, and I wouldn't know, so I can see if this a Jason, so he said 91, and I'm like, okay, so I text my mom, I'm like, what happened to Jason in 91, and she's like, why, <laughs> why? I'm like, eh, just because. And she said that he died. I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of, that's that's interesting. That's You know, that's so getting a maybe, little,
1: maybe in your subconscious, that's still, you know, it's getting a little further to stretch it, to be in your subconscious.
0: I never knew when he died. I mean, but maybe it was in my mind, because I had, I went to his grave before.
1: Yeah. So, so like,
0: I must have at least seen the numbers on his grave. I never really knew when he died. Yeah. I knew it was probably in the 90s.
1: We also asked the spirit if he could, uh, find our missing rat because our rat was too small and had escaped the cage we had. And so he tells us, uh, yes, he can help us find the rat. And we're like, okay, bomb. The next day after we did this OEG session, I came downstairs into the basement and I shit you not, the rat was in the cage. And I checked this cage thoroughly before. We are 100% certain he was living under our dishwasher for a little bit. Because when we pulled it out, there was a couple rat poops behind there. So, like, we are certain he was living there for a little bit.
0: But still, it could have been a coincidence, But still, it could
1: have been a coincidence. The rat could have just came back that day. Like, it still could have been a coincidence. Yeah. And then. And then... while we were doing the Ouija board and we were talking to F.M. Uh, it was doing, you know, the jumbling thing and another spirit came through. And now my boyfriend Simon was in the room with us, but he wasn't playing. It was only me and McKenna with our hands on the planchette. And it spells out Z-A-C-K. And there's this girl that we went to, both went to school with and her brother named Zach killed himself when we were in, um, high school. So I was, I, that's, that's who I made the connection to because it's somebody we both know, but it said no. And then Simon asked if it was this other guy we knew, uh, Zach Tripp. It said yes, but this was really confusing for us. Because Zach wasn't dead, as far as we knew. Keep
0: in mind, I don't know this guy. Kenzie and I just started hanging out again in uh, September after...
1: Like, years. Four
0: years, four or five years of, like, you know, Six, not really just talking. about. Yeah. Like, Jeez, I'm old. Um, of, like, not talking with each other, so yeah. I don't know this guy. Kenzie, like, knows the guy, but, like, not as much.
1: Like, I know him, and, like... Him being brought up, I have all these memories of, like, when we hung out with him. But we hadn't talked to him for probably, like, a couple years was the last time we actually hung out with him. This is not a person on my mind at all. So, Simon asks him, you know, like, did you die? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's not dead. How I mean, I know we're
1: through? not technically supposed to ask about death. However, he's not dead. How is he able to... You know, contact us through the Ouija board. Like, this is confusing. He says yes. And we're like, uh, what the fuck? Eventually, I'm pretty sure we just lost the connection with him. Mm-hmm. Like, after a couple questions. And then after we did the Ouija session, I messaged um, a friend of ours, uh, Seth, who also knew Zach and uh he was a bit closer to him than we were and i messaged him and was basically like hey when was the last time you heard from zach because uh you know like we just did the ouija and apparently he contacted us and like you know nothing's really making sense and he's like oh i talked to him like a couple weeks ago like he's probably fine you know the last thing seth said was actually like this man has something in him that just don't let him die kind of thing so okay all you know all is fine i'm kind of like oh let me know if he turns up missing or something and then you know we kind of move on with our life and the next night um at like fucking 12 o'clock in the morning seth messages me and he sends me a screenshot of a post and it's basically like rest in peace sack trip and i'm like bro what the fuck that, like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about she it now.
0: She messages me. I'm in bed. I see that, and I'm like, What no. the fuck? <laughs> that was, like...
1: Like, did you get goosebumps when I told you?
0: I was, like, honestly, to God... I, honestly, God, I sat there in bed. And I'm like, no. No. Uh-huh. I went on the facebook and i saw who posted it and stuff like that and you know all the people who were underneath and we seeing stuff and it said it was that day at that time i'm like okay we kn- i was there when we found out that it was him through the board way before that time like 12 in the morning yeah the next day like
1: so we we did the board the day before at like mm-hmm. uh, roughly the same time around 12 mm-hmm. So, obviously, because we know him, and now, obviously, with this absolutely insane shit, uh, we went to his celebration of life. Um, It was just me who was there. While we were there, his brother was telling us the story about how he found him, and, like, what happened and everything, and we found out that basically zach died right around the time we were doing the ouija board but that his brother didn't find him until 6 p.m the next day and that's why it took a full day for the news to be released and before that i was kind of questioning it like okay this is just like a fucked up coincidence because it didn't make sense really like zach would have had to be alive at the time and then die Mm -hmm. but like Then his brother told us the story about how he didn't actually find him for almost 24 hours. That's the last bit of confirmation like I needed for that because like that is that that is insane like that is like I that is so much like that's still a lot to take in.
0: So we're still working on trying to figure out what he wanted from us. The other day we were doing a Ouija board session just to see if we could reach Zach again. I I don't know this guy, so I'm just going along with it. Like, people are sad about his death, sure. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Uh, So, we're doing some things, and it's been really confusing that day. There's a lot of people trying to get through. It's just throwing out a bunch of letters. So, we're sitting there, and I'm like, what do they mean? And I'm like, Jasper?
1: And I, shit you not, I, like, looked up at her, and, like, my eyes went wide, and, like, I gasped.
0: I still have no idea. Like, the only Jasper I know was my um, piano teacher's wiener dog. He was named Jasper.
1: Well, the Jasper that was important to this story is Zach's ex-girlfriend had a baby the day that Zach died, and his name is Jasper. And McKenna did not know that at all. I'm fairly certain he wanted us to tell Christina that uh, he's watching over Jasper.
0: With all this stuff coming and showing us, we we asked F.M. for proof way back then. He said, no, I can't move the Coke bottle. But he showed us a shit ton of more proof. He
1: sent Jason, he gave us the rap back, Zach.
0: So we talked to F.M. some more and he seems to be the common ghost that keeps coming around and being this messenger. So he knew Kenzie from her brother, who was in the military, and there was a situation where a bunch of people, a bunch of military kids ended up killing themselves, and apparently he was one of them, and so he was kind of stuck on earth now because of that, and he was drawn to Kenzie because apparently after we helped Chris, he decided to tell people, and now all these people wanted help, I'm like, that's kind of A lot? The story of, like, a fucking, like, book story. Right. Um, but that's what he told us, and, um, basically saying that there were a lot of spirits who wanted to come through and get help to cross over. A lot. And there was, he specifically said 781 Mm. people. If, I mean, all this is true, we kind of consider ourselves what we call now spirit guides. Um, we have our own setup to how we go about doing this Uh, we make sure to be protective of ourselves when we're doing this as I said I'm also Wiccan so we have a bunch of rituals that we have to help
1: Cleanse. cleanse
0: the situation cleanse the board we have our rosaries we do want to pursue helping people in some way if this is true, so we're just taking the shot here. hmm That's why we decided to make a podcast, is because if we're doing all this, we kinda want people to know. Our goal is not to con- convince people that this is true.
1: No, because like we're just
0: we're just putting it out there. Because we can't ever convince people yeah. like what was I what mean we're and
1: saying. I'm I'm almost like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty damn convinced, but like yeah, there's still that doubt in like the back oh, yeah. of my head, you know. Like, there's
0: always going to be that doubt.
1: Back yeah, there. like you're never going to know. Mm-hmm. So like,
0: our this podcast isn't to say ghosts are real. Here's why change your opinion. This is kind of more of a something, to, an interesting scenario. And I know that you can't really trust anybody online and what we're saying. But for what what it's worth, it what we're saying is complete
1: honesty <laughs> For what it's worth, I could actually post proof about Zach like I could I have his obituary I have the time he died I'm sure I could get a message from his brother saying yeah this is what happened and I'm a hunt I have those screenshots to Seth
0: however there's always going to be those people who that are gonna... oh
1: it's photoshop
0: exactly so we're not going to argue with people we're not going to stand here and say no you have to believe us we know that there's going to be people who don't but it's kind of like maybe there is more out there That's kind of what our purpose is, is to kind of put it out there a little bit. Yeah. And plus, I know that I'm so interested in this sort of stuff, the Ouija board stuff, that I've listened to podcasts about true crime and paranormal stuff all the time. I know people like this, and if this is all true, and we are these self-proclaimed spirit guides like FM has been telling us, then I kind of feel like we should show some of it with the world. Yeah. Um, as Kenzie said before, we're gonna post one uh Ouija session and then afterwards, probably like the next day or whatever, when we start thinking more about the situation, uh we're gonna post another. Um, explaining what happened and what not. And so that's basically what this podcast is about, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, we hope that, you know, people won't completely like hate on us and like...
1: call us insane because we're not. I mean, maybe a little, but not completely.
0: Gotta be a little insane.
1: Not the the type of insane that you will be accusing us of.
0: (laughs) So, we hope that you're looking forward to this. I am sure that you're gonna hear a bunch of weird-ass stories and um, situations that hopefully you begin to question as well. Alright, thank you for joining us today for our introduction and hopefully you can click next to our first official Ouija session.